up, everyone? Welcome back to Corked Stats here on the Mayo Media Network on YouTube. Please make sure that you hit that like button, that animated thumbs up, and subscribe to the channel. And if you end up really liking what we're doing, you can check out the Cork Stats channel itself whenever I have little extra thoughts or videos other than these Monday and Friday installments. That's where you can find them. We're covering it all. We've done granular breakdowns of the very best pitchers in the league. We got a couple of sleeper videos, Ranger Suarez, Jordan Montgomery. We've gone over the top hitters in point leagues. Oh, gosh. Player comps, a Rosarena versus O'Neal, Cedric Mullins versus Luis Robert, just every single thing that I could think of. Last week, we also started our positional rankings. You could check out the first bank, the first base rankings that I did. Really, I took did like a cost analysis, let's say, of projections with dollar values, cross-checked them with ADP to identify values throughout the draft, right? Anybody can kind of say, oh, he's one, two, three. Well, what do you do and where do you take them? That's what I'm always about, the context and the nuance. Enough of that. How about more of this? It's the fastest show in MLB absolutely anywhere as we continue this offseason journey with Atlanta Brave third baseman, the youngster, remember he's only 24 years old, Austin Riley, that big bopper had the breakout season last year, and it's our job as analysts to determine if we believe that will continue, if he may build off it, if we think he'll regress or the likes. If you're unfamiliar, again, I talk really fast, I move really fast, and the best way to slow ourselves down is to create templates, right, to make sure that no stone is unturned. I've kind of created my own shredder. It's like the MLB Network shredder, except this one is good and gives us the right answer at the end of it. It's very objective process. I like to go through surface stats. Then we'll go through the disciplinary metrics. We'll go through elevation. We'll go through batted ball quality. Take a look at projections, then take it all, pile it up together, and try and come up with a determination with how we feel Riley will produce next next year and where and if we should take him in those drafts so without any further ado let's start as always at the beginning with the tail of the tape Austin Riley filled out the stat boxes last year just about as well as you could expect played all of his games the plus 300 average but those are the things we want to look at if they can repeat last year's stats are not going to pay this year's bills so yeah you can see the surface stats up there underlying really very strong 367 obp 531 slug good for a 900 ops wowza 379 woba a 135 wrc plus and all the expected stats back it up you saw the 303 batting average but he had a 275 xba 531 slug but a 500 expected slug the 379 Woba with a 361 expected. So really no outliers there as far as the Savant stuff goes. So everything looking pretty good for a repeat so far. The big change we saw was with the discipline. So again, nuance and context. The reason that you come here to hang out with me and you, the Cork Stats crew. Let's get down into this disciplinary stuff. We're going to do a few lessons all at once. We're going to look at K-rate, we're going to look at rolling charts, but we're also going to look at how to apply this stuff. Anyone could show you stats, anyone could show you charts, and if it goes over your head, then you didn't get anything from it. I want to create a culture of people, a culture of fishermen, right? I can hand you a fish to feed you for a day, teach you how to fish, you fish for a lifetime. Enough of us learn how to fish, we have a culture of fishermen. So here we have an exercise that I like to look at, it's year 
over year over year in the K metrics. You're looking at a 40 game rolling average. That's the best way to determine trends. So what I'm getting at is you see 2019 on the left, 2019 and 2020 in the center for the audio only people, and then 2019, 2020 and 2021. So I'm kind of building off the chart, but I wanted to see how we digest these things so coming off of 2019 k's were a major problem you see not only the average was an issue but the trend the k's were increasing we get to 2020 that's the gray shaded box right off the bat we see a precipitous drop in k's the year ends we wanted to look at 2021 if that would continue. Again, if you were using rolling charts, you might have picked up on the downward trend, something that might sustain. You bought in on Austin Riley and it paid off. Look at 2021. Yes, we saw a bit of reversion to the mean, which really should be expected, but even that was a sub 30% K rate before we saw it begin to head south again. Why does this matter? Again, for the audio-only people, I'll just walk you through it. This is technical analysis that's used on Wall Street. There's that moving averages moniker, waka, waka, waka. But really, people, the reason this matters, it's higher, I should say, lower lows and lower highs, right? The second bump is lower than the first. The second drop is lower than the first. So lower highs and lower lows are the sign of a bearish channel. And then if you look at the entire chart altogether, you see it. These things are never going to move in a linear fashion. No one is ever just going to go all the way up or just go all the way down in perpetuity. That's not how the world works. That's not how trends are determined. So given the fact that that second high was lower than the first, the second low was lower than the first, we have a bear channel here, and I think that the K will continue to drop but of course if someone is going to do big john is going to overdo k percentages have been talked about that's not enough let's pop open the hood and see what's going on underneath so here you have the rolling charts for the swinging strike o swing which is chase rate and z contact which is your in zone contact rate the reason why these matters is we don't just want an exchange of k's for walks walk is good but Riley's not really a speedster. He's not really going to steal for us in those roto formats. We want the exchange of Ks for contact, especially with a big bopper, the assumption being he hits the ball really hard. We want more contact to get more hard contact. Let's take a look. The swing strike rate, we see it drop and continue to stay down. We've had some consolidation in 2021, which is just fine. So the swing strike rate, validating that drop in K rate. Let's move over to the O swing. We saw a big channel from 2019 through 2020 into 2021 where maybe midway through we saw another bit reversion up but none of those top points again are higher than the peak in 2020 so this bearish trend is still intact we want to keep an eye on this o swing if the rolling average ends up above the peak in 2019 there's a red flag but until that does that don't have people tell you oh but the chase rate ticked up in the second half yes that's part of the trend there were ups and downs oscillations ebbs and flows peaks and valleys however you want to visualize these things but that's what the chart is telling us there are going to be you know 
little pieces of regression within a greater overall trend. So the O swing looks good for me. Let's get into the in zone contact rate. You don't need to be a technical analysis guru to see this chart has been moving in one direction and basically one direction only. And again, the reversion we saw in 21 halted above the peak before these are the basics of 101 in technical analysis i'm oversimplifying a touch but it is important to understand how to look at a chart and how to read it hopefully something that you're getting when you come here if you end up with any other questions please get at me any time of day any day of the week we'll get at it and if the question is really good enough i'll put it right on the show this is all about learning and progression back to austin riley all these trends seem excellent We've had not only a reduction in Ks, but it has translated into the increase in contact, which I mentioned before. So surface stats, good, check mark. Discipline, good, check mark. Let's move into elevation. We have the rolling ground ball. Now, again, we really got to be careful with these. In 2019, as a total youngster, again, he was only 20. He's 24 at the time. He was 21 then. He was an extreme fly ball hitter. Now, that sounds kind of good in a way for power. We need fly balls for home runs, but extreme fly ball rate like fly ball rates like he had in the rolling average up over 50 are going to hurt your BA. When you get to 2020, we see reversion. And when you get to 2021, we see the balance. So that's what we want to be focusing. In 2021, we see the fly ball rate tick up, hit another steady bullish channel. And now it's settled around that 40% mark for fly balls for Austin Riley, which is perfect. The ground ball rate, which we saw spike in 2020, started off that way. And then we see the bearish channel engage. So again, we're not just throwing charts out there. We're not just throwing stats out there. We're using stats that correlate to each other and using trends to look into the future the very best we can so the elevation basket also looks really good we see a reduction in ground balls being exchanged for an increase in fly balls which also now we know is coming at a higher rate because of the reduction in k's so you got to give the elevation basket a check mark as well let's get into the very last basket which is batted ball quality i make these custom charts and pit our focus, our focal point, I should say, up against the league average to give you an idea of the power. And up top, you have your expected stats. Austin Riley, a 368x Woba, a 465 expected Woba on contact. Those numbers are up there with the very best in the league. We're talking about some of the best contact in the entire league. And now we're talking about an improved disciplinary basket and an improved elevation basket. Yikes. Seems like the sky's the limit for Riley. Let's get into these power metrics. The hard hit rate via fan graphs, well above average. The hard hit rate via stat cast, well above average. His bow rate at 13, nearly double the league average. His blast rate at 7.5, nearly double the league average. His dynamic hard hit rate is more than double the league average at 25%. Again, that number, if you're unfamiliar with dynamic hard hit rate, is a combination of exit velocity and launch angle. It is an excellent stat and very applicable. Right, it's the combination of the ideal outcomes on both sides combined into one more than 25% of the time. Not only does Riley hit it hard, but it's at an ideal angle. And of course, that's going to spike that home run to fly ball rate. So as we get through the baskets, as we get the electron microscope out, looking to parse through the details, Austin Riley seems to hold up to all scrutiny. But 
I do like to outsource a bit of my work because we never want to claim to know it all. I do my own projections, but I don't claim to be an expert, so I do like to go to the experts. So let's do just that. Here you have the Bat X projections. Now for hitters, I generally use the Bat X. They're out. Hat tip to my boy Derek Cardi. I consider him a friend, but also our work tends to align. But, 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 a big shaken butt. This is not one of those times. Look at the Bat X projections for Austin Riley. I'll read it out for the audio podcast people. The Bat X has Riley as a top five third baseman, which I like. A $16 return feels a bit low. And why? They have a dip in average to 267. 31 home runs, 87 ribbies, and 84 runs. Now, none of those are bad on their own, but these feel like they've been subjected to regression formulas, maybe without popping the hood in the way that we have. A lot of times projections go back three years to weight averages. My problem with that, especially with very young hitters like Riley, is changes can be made that alter the trajectory, leaving the weighted average maybe more in the rear view than we'd like to admit, or at least for myself. So when I identify disciplinary changes, I tend to weight the past a bit less, thinking of a new hitter, quote unquote, right? So let's take a look at the rest of the projection systems and see, because I do like to incorporate everybody to give myself a range. Now, Steamer has Riley for a 274. 33 bombs with 100 ribbies and 87 runs. And I'd have to tell you, that's probably more in line with where I'm at. Other projection systems, no one has him lower than 31 home runs. And actually, Derek's bat X is the lowest as far as counting stats, 84 and 87. Those numbers range anywhere from 102 ribbies to 88 runs. So back to Riley. Man, now that we've looked at projections and incorporated our baskets with trends. I guess we gotta get into our conclusion. And I think on this one, I'm gonna have to buck the projection systems here. I'm seeing a improved disciplinary basket, which has been exchanged with an improved contact rate. We know the contact, <laughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. We know the contact itself is elite. So I'm having a hard time with with these projections in the mid-80s, particularly with the counting stats. I think the 31 to 33 home runs represents a floor. I think he has a floor of 30 home runs. Averages are hard to predict, but from what we've seen, I think 270 is a floor. And I think if you have a 270 with 30 home runs in that lineup, right, we are expecting Acuna back. Freeman has not left yet. Dansby Swanson looks really good. Ozzie Albies looks really good. I don't know how we can cap the runs and ribbies in the mid-80s. So I'm going to buck the projection systems here. I have the average probably closer to 275. I have 35 home runs. And I've got, you know, even if I stop at 88 runs, I've got 100 ribbies for Austin Riley. I don't think you're going to get any steals, something that you want to consider. In roto leagues, I generally like to get power hitters that will steal at least two or three bags because, you know, across four or five hitters, that could add up. But where Austin Riley is going, and right now he's falling in draft rooms, we're talking about second round return as a power hitter. And in point leagues, this guy should be pushed way, way up. I mean, he's right there. You're talking about elite, elite production. If you can get, you know, 285, 38, 100 and 100, which is certainly in the cards. Remember, projections are the mean, the median outcome, the 50th percentile. So with health, and if these gains stick at all, the sky is absolutely the limit 
for Austin Riley. So I am going to buck the projection systems here and my boy Derek Cardi. Keep an eye out for the Cork Stats podcast. I'm going to invite him on and maybe we could talk about the places that we agree and disagree. So that should do it for my breakdown of Austin Riley. I hope everybody learned something, not just about the player, but about, you know, maybe a way to break down these players, a way to look at rolling charts, a way to understand technical analysis, and then a way to apply it. And then maybe even learn something or two about having some fortitude. You know, I do adhere to prediction systems, but not absolutely. And when I feel like the underpinning of those projections pretend you know something a little bit better that i'm not going to be afraid to shoot for that so if you're using austin riley's bat x projections for me those are all a floor for me 270 31 87 84 is the floor i think we're going to get more like we saw last year and there might even be a bit to unlock again growth not being linear only 24 years old sky could be the limit for austin riley you could be talking about first round production so don't feel pressed into taking power early on you know i don't think he's necessarily vlad guerrero but i think you could skip on a vlad guerrero in the first round because those kind of stats could be found a bit later including the batting average right that's the most important thing in roto when assessing power haters outside of those couple of steals is the batting average which i think you will get from austin riley so from everybody here at the mayo media network please make sure to hit the like button and subscribe get into the playlist get through everything let me know how i'm doing get up in the comments and tell mr mayo how great of a job i'm doing if you'd like i take requests i want to know what you like what you hate what we should add what we should subtract and maybe what you're indifferent about even so that'll do it from us the big dude with the big mouth from the big apple big johnny stud don't forget to follow me at mlb moving avg the content's coming hot and heavy check out the cork stats podcast as well and make sure you rate review and subscribe to fantasy baseball picks and bats on the mayo media network brought to you by all of your at least half decent podcast uh providers so thanks again everybody remember when you work this hard it feels a lot less like luck don't it that'll do it i'll catch you on the flip side everybody peace